0: Let's go.
1: Lester, the night
0: fly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Lester the Nightfly. Lester the Nightfly. I'm Lester the Nightfly. Hello, Baton Rouge. Won't you turn your radio down?
1: Hello, and welcome to Lester the Nightfly. This is your host, PJ Ewing. Well, we're here. The third and final part of my conversation with Etienne de Rocher from Haunted Shed. He brings more from his playlist. We finish off the record. In the end, I don't know where Haunted Shed lies in the history of rock and roll, indie rock, Southern rock, whatever we want to call it. But I really, really love the record. And I'm so glad to be able to go through this for you. I hope you enjoy the final segment here on Lester the Nightfly.
0: Dig up some bones A certain the news
1: You are listening to P.J. Ewing, Etienne de Rocher. We're in the middle of a really amazing conversation. We're going through his record. It was a really a collection of music from parts of your life that all came together this past year. It's a just a brilliant collection. I, I'm not qualified to say record of the year because I, I don't do this for a living like some people do all the time fetish over every new record but it is clearly my favorite record that I've heard here in 2021. It's really come into focus for me in the last couple of months. I bought the vinyl it's a great looking cover it's a beautiful thing. Hey where would that cover come from Etienne?
2: I think I was just trying to make a logo for the band because <laughs> that's the total like like high school kid in me is like <laughs> hey man I have a band I need to write a logo on my spiral notebook you know my cool <laughs> heavy metal band you know it's got a 70s like perspective uh, monolith look to it I mean I don't know if you just go on the internet and look at it you'll see what I mean it's like a uh, gothic skyscraper that spills on shed sort of yeah. and then i I watercolor painted the colors into it and uh and I, I held on to it for a while and then we needed cover art and I was like look at that thing that it'd be cool to have one of those 70s style covers where it's like the name of the band because nobody does that anymore like covers are just like uh, a really cool photograph some ar- ar- artsy thing or like or you know a portrait or some like out there psychedelic art this is graphic illustration which is like very out of style in record covers now so i was just like ah yeah that sounds good let's do that it's like something i drew and uh, I also didn't have to hire anybody or find anybody to do my, my cover art, but I did end up working with my buddy, Jordan Noel, who, who has done album covers and he helped me kind of like shape it and add some nice lettering to it and get it all squared away. Yeah. So yeah. I, I won't take all the
1: credit, but
2: no, yeah, just a, just me making my logo, man. It's
1: super cool. So we've got to pick something from your list of uh, reference points.
2: I think The Mission of Burma is actually the most, you know, apropos song that just has, man, they just, they distilled down that sort of post-punk or post, post-rock post coldness. I don't know if that's the right word. Not, not in a bad way, but just this, like, this uh, lack of artifice and, like, fabulousness. We're just going to get back to the raw emotions and guitars like almost these like dry guitars just like the sort of bleakness of of the subject matter and that's something i never had really explored much and that was a little bit of the kind of rock aesthetic that was going on in in athens also in those sort of like from the late 70s to the mid 80s you could say also you know that that song's pretty heavy, and "Old Joy" is also a, a heavy song, l- yeah. lyrically and emotionally. They're they're both exploring like some dark, intense parts of your life. So I I, th- I think they're uh, yeah those okay. the the songs are are mining some of the 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 same the same uh, scene.
1: Well done, us. Right, we did a good job there. So we're going to listen to uh, from the record: signals, calls, and marches the band Mission of Burma. It's 1981. Not a long record. It's a cardboard cover with flat letters, Mission of Burma, and some sort of nod to a flag. It's communist. It's scary. It's austere. You do not want to pick this up in the record store. You want to kind of Hide it scares me. The whole thing's and the song is called That's When I Reach for My Revolver. Oh my, and it's got a lot of listens almost 10 million listens on Spotify. Good God. Well, we're in for it, folks. Let's listen to the band Mission of Burma. Uh, it's called That's When I Reach for My Revolver here on Lester the Nightfly. ooh Etienne, what are you doing to us yeah, man? yeah, i know intense but um, the french Revolution man you for for, yeah. for freedom, not for not for this is exciting anyway it's yeah, great
2: yeah i'm i'm <laughs> i'm curious how how old joy will if it will sound like a like a you know like mozart after that or <laughs> yeah yeah if it, if it
1: will you know i i have no idea it's like you set us up for that right oh, now we're moving on to Old Joy. This is that rattling that I heard in your acoustic work. Now I wrote down screaming Todd Rungrin. You wrote all the lyrics. Is that right? Yeah. There's a um, buzzing sound a, like an old washboard. I don't think you did that, but it, it did. And then I wanted to ask who wrote the line on this thing? Because man, that really helped this song in a big way. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's propelled. Yeah. I played bass on this one just because I
2: wanted a really specific... Energy okay. um, and it needed. And also, so I like bass really loud, <laughs> mixed mm-hmm. loud, kind of like they did, you know, back in the 80s. Like when you listen to the early REM stuff, it's like ring, ding, 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 ding. Like the bass is just, it's like lead bass, you know. I, I love that. So, and then the guitar in this song gets to be more ambient and in the edges and like kind of like you said rattling but the bass is like right in the middle like in your face you know
1: and it's, it's definitely relentless. bass driven yeah yeah it did relentless it, it doesn't let it i miss. mean it's just yeah. gonna just knock over anything in front of it this this track. yeah all just right amazing. i like that yeah yeah oh well, let's listen to it then we'll talk a little bit more about old joy this is old joy from haunted shed <laughs> This was the first
2: single, right? From mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep, Yeah, we made a video and we all like this one. It's an intense song, but yeah, it's also got some, like you said, it's driving. It just, it, it, it drives, it, it rolls, rolls along. It's not
1: waiting for anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> Holding on to a piece of joy that I've had since I was a boy. In the video, there's a, a a bottle labeled Old Joy that you drink. You have a very pronounced reaction to that. It would, brought me back to Dandelion Wine from Ray Bradbury and Douglas Spalding and Something Wicked This Way Comes and an element from your youth, uh, an old artifact from youth that you kind of have that you can still tap into. I don't pretend to fully understand the lyrics and I'd Mm -hmm. love for you to tell us a little bit more, but, but it did, it did have this, uh, this, the the idea that you could, I felt like capture something from when you were a boy, as you, as you say in the lyrics, what, so what is, what is happening here at the end?
2: There's a couple Mm -hmm. opposing levels and ideas about old joy in this song, which is old joy could be that, Feeling you have when you've just entertained yourself too much recently, and you're you've just used up your your natural joy, you know, in an, in an artificial way or in a, in a forced way, and uh, it's just that that slump you get after any emotionally intense thing that happens in your life, and you know that could just be getting wasted the night before or it could also be like you you just went through some some trauma or you you did something but it's like that that emptiness that you can feel post elation and that can be hard to manage for a lot of people it can also be the the idea of chasing joy that you had in another period of your life it's, it's never going to, going to work again. Like I, I've seen, we've all done it. We've all like, I want to go back to this place where I was happy and you go back and it's, it's not, it's never what you expected. It's always different and it's almost always disappointing. So it's like just realizing that, that, that joy that we often are chasing is, is, is false. And it, it's not helpful. It's like, you have to just be in the moment
1: and do your best with what's around you this primatons thing yeah that i just loved like instantly mm-hmm. um yeah okay we're gonna just play it then we'll talk a little bit about these guys you've never heard of them i had never heard of them they're not in wikipedia for god's sake what kind of what, what kind of world yeah is you're in? right no they're they're on, they're on some other other wikis but it's not i not had to go find, yeah go deep man <laughs> Djang- <is> janglepedia <laughs> yeah right <laughs> or something yeah This is, uh, it's called All My Friends. The band is called the Primitons.
2: heard of this song through a compilation called Strum and Thrum uh, the American Jangle oh, right. Underground yeah, uh, 1983 okay. to 87 so this is a comp uh, I'm not sure who put this out um, Captured Tracks ex- excavation series so they found all this um, obscure music that was like bands that like were kind of chasing the REM sound you know Uh, And some of them were probably doing it concurrently or even before R.E.M. So it's not like, you know, they're all like R.E.M. wannabes. But there was this um, decision in, I think, mostly smaller towns and bywaters to not play synth pop, which was kind of raining at the time. You know, this was like when Howard Jones was like, you know, uh, hopping the charts. They're like, no, we're going to get these old 12 string electric guitars and um play fast drums and and play like 60s pop you know filtered through american indie aesthetic you know so so it's just uh, and the permit, the Primitons were from birmingham alabama and you know i i grew up uh, uh, an hour away from there so i thought it was to me a cooler pick than picking like a pylon song or an rem song which would clearly be you know on on my list as well but I just thought it'd be cool to pick something obscure from, from the state I grew up in. And, and it's a great song too. It's like, it's, it's got, I, I love hearing stuff from an era that was like, like this could have been a hit, you know, it, it, it just wasn't, but you can hear all the things that excited you when you were 12 or 14 or 20 or however old you were in the, in the or not even born yet, who knows, but uh, like what excited you about that kind of music. So it's, it's cool to hear stuff those time capsules just to get that feeling back. This is a great song. All my friends yeah, from the yeah. three No, it's, so. it's, it's, it's killer. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you asked me to do this. Cause I, I had to kind of dig around and like, I was like, Oh yeah, it's totally be on there. It was, it was an exercise in, 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 in me finding stuff as well. So. Well, you made my I, life. I was glad to...
1: it was, it's only eight, you know, it could have been <laughs> 80. I'm like, what am I going to do? This is great. We can, we can digest eight. And of course, yeah. this will spark thoughts in your, your head, of course, for there probably are 80 that, that you take, yeah. if you thought early. Totally. Okay. So that was really fun. The, prim, the primitons, all my friends. Okay. We're on Innocence of Man on the, the oh, record, yeah. A Faltering Light from Haunted Shed. Well, I'll just say it. I wrote it down, whether it's craziness or or, or close. Porno for Pyros, Perry Farrell, Cursed okay. Female. Did you, do you know that song at all? Have you ever heard Cursed? No, female? but I'm putting, I'm, I'm putting it on this,
2: this thing. I'm going to
1: listen to it after, after we're done. So don't Cursed be mad female? at me. Don't be mad at me because I'm going to say you sounded like him on that song in your voice. Your vocal quality had a very Perry Farrell porno for pyro sound, at least on this particular track. <laughs> I heard a hint of a Spanish guitar for some five maybe, maybe or not I, yeah I, I, yeah I heard it
2: <laughs> no i was um I was gonna put a, a track from the band love on here, but I kind of forgot uh, from you know like da Capo or, or forever Changes or one, one of those great records they put out that has some spanish um you know yeah, some vibes that we kind of explore on on this song the, this song's just a post apocalyptic darkness you know lyrically it's just uh, i think i i wrote it after reading the road you know by cormac mccarthy and sure. was just brooding on that sort of the reverb of that record was still like bouncing around and you know i just felt like writing something about saving your innocence in when you're just seeing man humans do terrible things you know it's just like that must be so hard to do when you're in a war zone or, or, or you know, an apocalypse, any, any, any number of situations where uh, the rules of society have fallen apart and you're just seeing terrible stuff. But there's some part of man that wants to do
1: things right and, and help each other. And I don't know, I thought, thought it was worth writing about. Wonderful. Let's listen to Innocence of Man from the Record of Faltering Light from Haunted Shed.
0: and whispered veins A minion keeping track of their game Children in-
1: friend to the title track faltering light my head just the way i am i was listening to the long notes in the background that's where my mm-hmm. brain went i didn't hear the other stuff first i heard the echoey long streaming futuristic there's some really beautiful harmonies going on back there and then i wrote down and again wild craziness godspeed you black emperor lift your skinny okay. like antennas to the heavens for me, this had the biggest feel of anything on the record, yeah, yeah, no, I mean it, it's a big song there there's a lot of space. I think we did three takes, and the one that
2: ended up on the record was much slower than the other two. It was like it was so slow we thought it was like absurd. drew vandenberg, the the tracking engineer, was like, "No man this is this is the one this is this is cool, where you're just like brown." Wow, you know it's just like it's hard to play that slow you know there's like neil young songs that are like that slow and you're like these are really hard to play with pocket you know with feeling so um that's why that song has a lot of space and size because all the all the space between the notes you're you're like you said you're listening to all this decay and these things happening unwinding uh in between the notes so you're able to paint a, a detailed picture with that kind of tempo you know and i think yeah you're right it's 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 a big it's a big space peace. big piece the emotional narrative is mm. to
1: definitely dan you know he's 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 ripping it up in there love that i love that you said that it's so interesting because i hear music first and then i have to dive into the lyrics and see what's going on and the music is talking right through in yeah. on this one it's it's beautifully done <laughs>
2: Celebrating a birthday, I I don't know which one it was, but, um, and when you have little kids, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of work just, just getting through a day with them. And I feel like a lot of parents of young children, when it's uh, their day, whether it's mother's day or father's day or birthday or whatever, really all you want is just a day of, of, of peace (laughs) to be able to like, finish your thoughts and I think uh, I, we had arranged somehow, I forget if I'd asked ask for it or my wife was just, you know, knew that I needed that time and we, we had the kids spend the night somewhere else. And um, I even think my, my wife was gone in the morning or something and I just woke up in an empty house, which when you're used to having just, you know, hell breaking loose every morning is a very uh, strange feeling it's, it's, it's a haunting feeling like you, you want it and you've needed it, but it's also very strange. So, um, being able to wake up that way and also think about what you were dreaming of, you know, before, and you're often grasping, you're grasping for sanity and sort of, uh, uh, reality when you're, when you're, you know, you're, you're parenting little kids and, uh, there's just parts of you that are grasping for for anything, and that's that's what the button was. It was just a, a button that would fix something in my life, you know, uh, if I pushed it. But I knew I knew it wasn't going to work anyway. But it's there, and you you maybe got to try it. I don't know. That's, that's as far as I can (laughs) chase, chase
1: that one down. Uh, They were with Adeline. So I could have the time or a time. Uh, A time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I,
2: I think it was just a a stand in for, for a friend, like your grandparents, uh, you know, keeping your kids for a day or your, your neighbor or your, your uncle, whatever it is, you know, um, yeah it it just fit in the song. It was just yeah. a little concept to 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 throw in there.
1: I have a daughter named Adelaide
2: so okay
1: like for... yeah it 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 caught your ear um the I, I this is another wacky reference, but I'll say it anyways what the heck It felt a little bit like uh Blade Runner vangelis soundtrack oh, okay. I, I heard something going on the keyboards at the end. I don't know There's yeah yeah, the, in my head yeah
2: yeah no there's some yeah
1: i i I love vangelis
2: uh thank you for 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 that uh i'm glad it uh yeah there's a certain soundscapiness, a a, a melancholy uh that he his stuff has that that, uh i'm i'm also after so yeah
1: is it vangelis (laughs) i've never known
2: I say Vangelis because right. it's funner to say that way. But you know, who knows if we're right? And right. you know, uh, right. we'll we'll hear about it soon enough, right? On the <laughs> yeah. on on the
1: internet, hate mail, hate mail. <laughs> the Vangelis faction will. <laughs> so i finally am right i say todd Rundgren, and you're like yes yes PK. yeah i've tried three <laughs> times i've failed every <laughs> darn time well it, that is a testament to todd Rundgren because he explored so
2: many alleys and streets and worlds of music that yeah i mean come on man that guy like covered a lot of ground so well okay. uh, i'm not
1: surprised yeah you you step right into my parlor, right into my trap with that phrase. You, what you just said, because <laughs> I am just finishing um, tonight, tomorrow. Uh, so far from what we're doing right now, I I went to the Blue Note in Manhattan on West Third Street last week, and I saw the Manhattan Transfer. Oh vocal wow, jazz yeah. band, and I've loved them since I was you know ten. Yeah, really, really for real. We were the youngest kids at the concert when we saw them as children. My sisters uh-huh. and I. We just all got together, saw them at the. Um, at the uh, Blue Note, which is an amazing small venue, so right next to the stage, got to meet them after. It was cool. The reason I bring that up is that they did a cover of an XTC song. Oh, okay, that was huh. called "The Man Who Sailed Around." Uh, yeah, his soul. And
2: who sailed around oh, soul? <laughs> Look at you.
1: Yeah, yeah. On Skylark. Look at you. Produced so you. So, and that was Tom. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. This Dude. just ha- this is so funny. I walked right that into record. your trap. Yeah. You, yeah. You walked right in. <laughs> how amazing. And that's not the, at all the reference that this, this song hypno has in it, of course, but, but, but um it, it's funny how these things come together in, in a weird way, because um I love XTC. I had no idea that he produced that record. I, I and then there's one more though. This is going to blow your mind because I did a show. Oh, gee, January, one of my earlier shows in doing this thing. And it was about the avalanches. Do you, do you know them at all? Mm-mm. Oh, no. wow. OK. All right. Oh, gee. Oh, uh, one more uh, tab on, on my browser. Uh, uh, and this is a big tab there. I did three shows, one on each of their three records. I'm not going to bore everybody. Uh, you and I could talk offline the about avalanches. the avalanches. I did yeah. three shows, one for each of their records. They just came out with a new record in a year ago now. And it, their first record came out. It was all samples. They put produced no music at the end. This 100% <laughs> samples. All and right. they did it like out of junk. They call them junk stores in Australia. And, and they would go find records and then grab them. They're just kids goofing around. And they created one of the great records of all time called Since I Left You, The, the Avalanches. And 20 years later, they came up with another record and then i mean it's just it's this whole little it's it's not house it's not it is electronica sort of anyways they're they're worthy of note and they sampled todd rundgren in one of their last tracks on their first record so they too were looking for that metal grating uh guitar streaming visceral sound and the song was called extra kings it's the last track on their first record and they sampled Rundgren. and i, I know you didn't sample him, but but mm. there's a there's an echoing of his his sonic quality there and that's why i bring up the avalanches everybody listening lester dot com. look up since i left you there are three shows on the avalanches each one is better than the next and um and for you etienne i really encourage you to to uh Look up the avalanches. You're going to find a whole world uh, sitting there. Oh yeah, I'm already I'm already knee deep in the the wiki here. Blow since your I, mind since I left you. Yeah, no, it's blowing my... your mind. It's not your aesthetic. It's not southern rock. It's not it's not. But it, it, it's going to blow your mind. And I'll tell you, as great as the first record was, and it is absolutely a story, an arc, a glorious thing. The second record, Wildflower. Okay. is a is a work of art uh, right. truly they spend years upon years blending these songs together it the amount of time and energy that they go through to, to put this stuff out is is insane they're really uh they're in a different world than you and i are working but man it's it's worth looking at all three records are great all three records are great. all right it's on it's on it's on my i'm looking at it right yeah. Right. That's really something to, to pay attention to. All right, so what we're we're back here on, on Earth 1 and that <laughs> is um you let me just shut up. I will I promise you I will shut. The piano takes the lead. We've got a southern blues thing going on for a second. Tell us about Hypno and what you were creating with the last track on your record.
2: Uh, well, that piano kind of those cascading piano chords was something I came up with in the little carport I was recording in in Berkeley when we lived there shortly before we moved to Athens. And uh, I just had that little nugget and I was like, I wanted a closer to the record that was uh, instrumental because I had an instrumental o- opener, um, kind of bookend it. And um, I, uh, I just looped those piano chords and uh, I just wanted to play a kind of a Prince style guitar solo over them because I I didn't really get to do that much. I had this like fuzz wah pedal that I, I liked that I never hadn't used in years. And I was like, I'm gonna just rip a solo on this and, and uh added some bass. And uh I played drums on as well on this song. It's the only song I that I play drums on. And they're what I call caveman drums. They're just like, <laughs> you know, one plus one plus two equals beat you know um but it it works it's it's what the song wants you know and i I played some like faux Bonham fills you know wherever i I could fit them in so it what this song is is this me having a good time in my little bedroom studio making a funky like uh let's get down kind of track you know that actually ends up kind of psychedelic and uh, reminding me of 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 that you know that Todd Rundgren track um, "Spark of Life," which is, is kind of this psychedelic. Uh, I mean, his song it goes way out there compared to mine, but they're both uh, kind of going for this kind of like soulful climax kind of thing, you know, musically. So I'll I'll leave it at that.
1: Let me throw another one your way. Do you have you ever heard of Enoch Light? Yeah, Enoch Light. I mean, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I've seen that guitar thing. It's it's a wacky, gritty guitar. Wildness. That was another one that they sampled on that record, and it's very much akin to Spark of Life, actually. Okay, cool. Let's hear Hypno, and then we're going to end with the gritty, gritty, goofy guitars from Todd. Etienne, we should pay homage, homage, with your French background, homage to The Spark of Life. Let's listen yes. to that one and, and let everybody in on a, a reference that finally lands yes. uh, from Todd Rundgren to Haunted Shed. This is The Spark of Life by Todd Rundgren. The record was called Todd
2: This was a pretty complete tour okay. of uh, my brain, my soul and this record. <laughs> yes. uh, I feel like I, I have disclosed more than I should have um, in
1: an interview but you know that <laughs> means you did it you, you did a good job this has been really great it is a great record uh i i'm gonna wish you all the success in the world and stuff but uh you know it's got to, it's it's hard to find an audience in this world and it's hard to find exposure and get the right people to start to embrace something and sometimes it takes time and maybe this will play a little role i hope it does it's a rare opportunity for me and i'm just i'm really thankful for you man
2: you're very welcome. I, I love talking about music with people that that care care about music and have an emotional connection to, to any music, especially mine. It's it's very, very easy to do, and if uh, if one person digs one of my songs. Uh, half as much as you've dug the whole album that then it, it was worth worth doing and getting out there cuz uh, well, it's already your yeah, your it. enthusiasm worth it. you're you're making me excited to listen <laughs> to my record again i'm like man i got to <laughs> listen to these songs again oh, you're that. right these are good so all right They're yeah, so good, good good job this has been
1: a pj dj production.